1985, a little car came rolling out. Um, it's called a DeLorean, and it forever changed summer movies. It was Back to the Future. Tonight, we have somebody on the show that's going to talk to us about a documentary that he made about that car. Also, we have all the summer movies of Comic-Con, all the news of Comic-Con. It's going to be a great night tonight. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talks, the con guy, Comic Con Prep Show. That takes me back. Does everybody remember the first time that they saw Back to the Future? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, this gosh. song makes me wish that I could skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> this song we can work on that. You can if you hold on the back of a car. <laughs> hey, yeah. there we you go. Don't have yeah. to do anything. Yeah. Welcome to the Con Guy Comic Con Prep Show. My name is Don't Jim. Take money. I am the managing editor here at the Con Guy. We have a great group of guests and hosts tonight, and I will let them introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Derek. I am a contributing writer to theconguy.com. I am Steve Concatelli. I am the producer and director of Out of Time, Saving the DeLorean Time Machine. My name is Carrie Lane. I'm a host here at the Popcorn Talk and After Buzz, and I'm also a filmmaker. Hey, I'm Laura Sams, I'm married to Derek Sams over there, <laughs> and also a fellow nerd. Hey, I'm Jake Thomas, writer-director in Los Angeles, currently crowdfunding my feature film, Shedding. Which we're going to hear about in just a second yes. here. And I'm Cheeseman on the couch with theconguy.com. <coughs> and i am got to cough. Yeah. All of a <laughs> I'm choosing right at that point, it's time to cough. I've never coughed Always the best before. time. I know, like... <clears throat> Anyways, yes. thank you guys for tuning in this week. We only have four weeks until San Diego Comic-Con, so there's a lot of news kind of rolling out right now. We have the news, we have the movies. Tonight we're going to talk all about the movies. Um, we've... We've perused all the blogs, all the newspapers, and all the magazines to find out what movies are going to be there. We've talked to some people, so we think we have a pretty good idea of what we can expect at San Diego Comic-Con this year. And contrary to popular opinion, it's not going to be one of those years where nobody shows up. We have a lot showing up. We know that there's not some at people... all. I know. It, it doesn't sound yeah. like it's going to be a great year. Yeah. And speaking of movies, we are so, so um, glad to have Steve Cacatelli with us tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. He's going to he's going to um, be closing out the second half of the show, talking yep. to us about Out of Time, which was a documentary you guys made just a couple years ago, right? That's right. Uh, I shadowed the team that restored the actual screen-used DeLorean for Universal Studios, and I got to have exclusive access for the entire year-long restoration as they tore a car apart and rebuilt it. And Universal let me tell the story, and it is exciting. We we uh, some of us got together last night to see it. I saw it one time before, but it was really neat watching it last night, especially the special features afterwards, which tells a story all into itself. So we yes. are looking forward to talking about that. But speaking of summer movies, uh, for with 150 million dollars, there's a one gigantic uh, franchise movie that gobbled up the competition this weekend, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. And Cheeseman, you were able to go check that movie out this weekend, right? Yes, I did. I saw it actually in early screening with some of the DreamWorks people. And I think we have a photograph yeah, a of uh, you guys. Nice. <laughs> That's us with blue. They had a, a blue moving around there. And it actually would... This is at Universal Studios itself, right? Yeah. Yeah, over by the the AMC Theater. Mm -hmm. And blue would actually roar at you, which, was, which we didn't realize until all of a sudden we heard a raptor's... Scream behind us. And who was, it, who oh, was that, that? Who was in the picture with you? That was our friend Marie. Who she works, works for, at DreamWorks. Yeah. yeah, she works at DreamWorks. So I got to be our plus one. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Marie. <laughs> and there's another cool picture yeah. we have here. That's yeah. uh, oh, wow. like pretty much a life-size T-Rex wow. there. Which, that's uh, incredible. The, I, 
I tried a little of the Owen moves with the <laughs> which I survived, so I think it worked. It worked. I yeah. thought you were yeah, force it, pushing it. it. <laughs> but I did, actually I didn't move. When Anthony I did said, it. "Oh, so you that's didn't. why I survived." Anthony said he thought you were force pushing it. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, or the power of veganism. And we are not gonna, we're not going to talk a lot about the movie this week. We'll wait and give everybody a little bit of a chance to see. But what you, yeah. what's your first reaction? What do you think? It was a lot of fun. I wouldn't say I like it as much as the first Jurassic World, but definitely enjoyed it. And, yeah, a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. A lot of dinosaurs, yeah. surprisingly. There's a lot of dinosaurs in the movie. A lot so. of people have been dinging it because its Rotten Tomato score is around, like, 48 or something like that oh, percent. Wow. But... Lost Worlds Three, Rotten Tomato was 50 so if you yeah. like the first one you might like this one <laughs> <laughs> but um, we do have a lot going on this week um, Derek why don't you go ahead and jump us through yes. the bulletin board as so always there are conventions all the time mm -hmm. and now that we're in summer it's really picking up so this coming weekend, June 29th through July 1st, there are two. The first is Fanboy Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con in South Point Casino um, in, of course, Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And again, that's this coming weekend, June 29th to July 1st. The following weekend, July 7th and 8th, uh, is Garden State Comic Fest in Morristown, New Jersey. And then the weekend after that, July 13th through 15th, is Atlanta Comic Con in Atlanta, Georgia. And then, of course, the week after that is July 18th through 22nd, when we can go to San Diego for San Diego Comic-Con. And we have a lot to talk about San Diego mm -hmm. Comic-Con, because um, I just got... kind of a big deal. It's kind, kind of a big, big deal. deal. Yeah. yeah, I just got my, uh, my email today. Your badge is on its way, which oh, I, I guess I'm one of the final people to get that badge. <laughs> I got my wow. badge. Did you? Did it yes. come in the box? Yes. Yeah. What, what, who, why was this, who was the sponsor this year? Ah. Uh. I oh, didn't well, feel there really was a particular one. Was there a picture on the box? No, it's kind of plain. <laughs> the pin's cool, but I won't spoil what it is for oh, you. Oh, there's a pin? Yes. You do to get a pin, and then obviously the badge, and cool. then... Uh, yeah, it wasn't. I felt there was more obvious sponsorship before, but not mm -hmm. quite as much. Well, I think I, last year was sponsored by Comic Con HQ, which yeah. was their yeah. kind of gone away street. Yeah. It still exists, but it exists within Amazon's channels mm. right now. Yeah. So interesting. Also, I was going to add, Anime Expo is July fifth through the eighth at LA Convention Center. Which well, that's coming up oh. next, not this weekend, but the following yes. week. Wait, you. when is that? That's next week. Yes. Are you going to be there? Yes. All right. Very cool. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. I was looking at my calendar on my phone. I'm like, oh my gosh. That's like not this weekend, but next one. And so it's coming up really quickly. And can you remind folks, I'm sure you'll be posting a lot on your Insta. Can you tell them where to find? We'll definitely be following uh, After Buzz's channel because we do have an anime show on After Buzz. So mm -hmm. we'll probably, I'm still working out the details of how we'll be ideally live streaming interviews I really want to do that uh, I did that at Sundance so I'm like oh we can do that for this as well so uh, make sure to follow the After Buzz YouTube page uh, animation mm -hmm. so there's different facets very cool. Well, so we are going to have a special show all about, you know, we're going to break down the panels that get announced, because they get announced probably about two weeks out, mm -hmm. and so we will have a better idea of what's there now, but we'll talk about a little bit tonight about what we know is going to be showing up. Also, um, we'll have a special show all about all the off-sites, because that's, it's so much fun, and Carrie, there's a certain off-site that you know about that you could tell us about. What is that? Yes, Game of Bloggers is back. I'm so excited. Yep. Uh, we just started doing RSVP, so if you have a geeky 
website. Um, make sure to check out Crazy for Comic Con's website and reach out to us and uh, let us know. So if you have, you know, just like this is a great example, the con guy, you mm -hmm. know. If, We're uh, going to be there. Yay! Yes. You guys have come before and it's fun. So yeah, if you know anybody who has a geeky website, please reach out or um, if you yourself have one as well. So it's uh, House of Blues. It's always a really fun event. It's definitely a more like a nice mixing and mingling for nerd community mm -hmm. and especially primarily bloggers. It's one of my favorite times of the entire convention because it's cool to get together with everybody that is doing the same thing we're doing. And uh, the poster just went up and the theme is Marvel versus DC. Oh. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. So, you know, wear your favorite Marvel or DC and yeah. do some kind of costume contest. We're still working out the specifics, mm. but yeah. It's pretty cool. I should yeah. do a composite Superman one. That would be kind of cool. Like something set. bold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get into all the heavy duty news about San Diego Comic Con, Jake Thomas. Jim, hi. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so, Jake is a friend of ours. He has um, guest hosted the show many times, and so we are glad to have you back on the couch. But you're back for a different reason tonight. Tell us a little bit what you're here for. That's right. Um, Steve's familiar with crowdfunding. Yeah, very films. much. That's right. So, I'm doing that for my first feature film right now. Yes, yes. Yeah. We have the rough cut down. It's called Shedding. It's a fantasy film. It's about a bored house cat that gets the chance to explore the outside world through the eyes of a human and help the people he encounters. <laughs> it's delightful, it's wonderful, and we're going through post-production right now. So if anyone's interested, you should check out our Seed and Spark page. It's a great uh, crowdfunding platform that not only does crowdfunding for feature films, but it's all for filmmakers and even is a distribution plan for them. Uh, pledge, follow, more followers the better, more pledges the better. And our, our campaign ends in the second week of July, so we're now, getting to the Where, where do we find you, specifically? Yeah. Oh, yes, uh, tinyurl.com slash sheddingfilm is the project. tinyurl.com slash sheddingfilm. We, we will okay. definitely put it up here on, on the site. And so. you also have a Facebook page for the film, right? That's shedding right. A feature shedding film. Feature Film, yes, yeah. on Facebook. Can you get, I mean, don't give away, but tell us a little bit, because we saw a rough cut of the film. Yes, you a did. A very yeah. rough cut. Yeah. And I was, How do you cast a cat? Yeah, I know. <laughs> tell us a little bit about it. Uh, I was inspired by my wife's pets. She has three cats that I take care of. <laughs> and so one was so interested in going outside, I just was like, I just want to kind of, almost like you, like kind of capture things as they happen. And so I just was filming this over the course of actually years, and slowly built and organically built, and then eventually wrote a script based off of that. And, cast actors in it and we shot it all together like everything was self-funded up to now wow. yeah. that's awesome yeah, oh yeah for a cat it's very yeah. easy <laughs> yeah. but it's not just a cat there's a you had to cast an adult who could play a cat that's right yeah he's a great actor uh, actor Lex Quarterman he's been to Sundance did he a couple go of films. full method in eating cat food um, he stopped right before that so <laughs> But we have some unused footage where he was like nose deep in it. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. cut. No, just cut. <laughs> some of the footage we saw, he was full on cat. Let's yeah. just say it was. It was very impressive. And actually, <laughs> well, uh, what we know about Lex, he's done trapeze work, acrobatics type he's stuff, an and so he's a mime. Yeah. yeah, so he is very aware of all his movements oh, yeah. and everything, and there's the physicality of playing yeah. a cat. So they transformed into a human. It really worked. Oh. I was just impressed with just the way he would cock his head. It was very <laughs> yeah. cat-like, and the way he would stare like a cat. You know, like, cats could take your leave you. They don't care if you're there. And mm -hmm. he captured that very well. <laughs> he was great. He was great to work with, too. Good, a good sport. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, would, I would say it's the best cat film since Milo and Otis. <gasps> Thank you. Oh, that is high oh, praise. Yes. Wow. I'll just go out and say it. I don't know what that film is. Oh. <gasps> oh. Jiminy. I, know. I, had a, I had a Milo and an Otisina. 
Oh, yeah. really? We had a Imagine Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey without the celebrity voices with the British narrator. Yes. Yes. It is the most beautiful and heartbreaking and beautiful movie ever. British narrators make everything better. Cheeseman, have you donated yet? <laughs> Live donation. Too. Live donation. I have not yet donated. I will. What are you giving? I'm going to beat you. Put him on the spot on the air. Here we go. You're doing 15. I will do 25. So what do I get for 25? I'm doing 25 too. No, what do I get for 25? For 25? I'd have to look at the tiers thing. You can find out what you get for 25 at tinyurl.com. Oh, tiny no, I think what I get is. You get. Uh, your own meme. Oh yes, pet if you, photo. yeah, if you have a nice. at, for twenty five, if you have a pet photos, uh, we transform them into memes. Can I do like mm. a scare gym? Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> yes, instead, you know, the I, will, I will, I will say yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, so we'll do it. That's great. All right, we're going to do that. We're going to put it on the page to encourage you to give. It is worth following them on Facebook just for some of the fun cat videos and memes that have been shared. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Jake and his wife, Erin, who's also his uh, partner in filmmaking. She's an incredible filmmaker. Yes. I mean, she's more energy and, yeah, than anyone I've ever she's met. She's producing filmmaking. this movie, yeah. Yes. And both of them are, are very gifted, very creative, very funny people. So they've been posting a lot of entertaining stuff on their Facebook thing so it helps them get more awareness for everyone who follows them but I will say it's worth following just for that entertainment yes. that they provide very Fantastic. cool yeah. I am in the process of <laughs> he's oh he's got this good job Luke do it he's doing well, it right speaking now of I, know. I know we gotta, we gotta, we gotta move on yes. there's news right. Comic Con news the reason Comic Con news so we were Jake thank you so much for coming on tonight we will have the the uh, the link on the website and we will do you, is there a trailer that we can also put on the website? There's a, there's a video on the Seed and Spark. There's a promotional video. Fantastic. Yes. Well, we will make sure we follow With that. peak footage. All right. Best of luck. I can't wait to see how that turns out. All right. We've got news about Comic-Cons. Guys, i got a whole lot of news here. If yeah, you guys, let's, let's hit these bullets as fast as we can. Yes. Yes. All right. All right. Yes. Badges, Badges covered. They are coming out. Here's what's, here's a big piece of news that came out this week from Comic-Con. They're closing down Harbor Boulevard in front of yes, the convention center this amazing. year. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, now, Carrie, I mean, what would be the result of that? I mean, what would that well, do? Is that, that's the main street. The main right street, yeah. Well, somebody got hit yep. before, mm. and it was not good. It was, so yeah. it's one of those that's so much traffic. There's oh, no point gosh. for that many cars to go. Right. And mm-hmm. that would probably make a better traffic flow for all of us mm-hmm. pedestrians there. Yeah. Though, if you are driving in the area, why? Because um, it, yeah. it's one of those, that whole downtown area, there's, no, just don't. Like, right. you really should yeah. just go around. Does right. the Amtrak go pretty close to the convention it, center? Well, there are trains right in front. Yeah, okay. I don't know yeah. about like if it's trolley. Amtrak. It's the trolley goes right trolley. in front. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that takes you out to the Amtrak yes. station. Yes. Which but is the, very convenient. Yeah. Most of the time. Well, I've heard yeah. even that yeah. the buses, you know, the shuttle, bu- all the buses are even moving down to the main dr- yeah. that road. That would be great, too. And they're going to loosen up that nice. whole area. It's going to become a this great big plaza yeah. right in front of the convention center. So I think I that's going to be for the best. Would that mean they'd be lower on the, like, <laughs> yes. on the main roadway and then that would free up there? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be great, too. Because so many of those pedestrians, just that little crosswalk yeah. gets, so, or, you know, sidewalk gets so crowded. Yeah. And it people does. spill into the street yeah, anyways the where the buses are. So just be a safety issue. And then you have the people there yelling at you, get off, yeah. get back on the sidewalk, get and on the street. You're, if you're trying to drive on that road during Comic-Con, it's going to take you ages to get anywhere anyway. Yeah, just don't. So but just know this, at the entrance, because it's going to have a big perimeter of where they're going to have um, the stanchion set up where you're tagging in and tagging out to get into Comic-Con this year. Mm. They did that at WonderCon. Which is awesome. I like it. It keeps the yellow signs out further. Which is, I don't mind that at all. But if you're wanting to get, if you do not have a badge, but you still want to participate in some of the off-sites, you have to enter it, from what I understand, towards the back 
side. You got to go inside um, the Hilton and kind of walk along the perimeter and go into the back side because the whole area is going to be kind of like a big area for badge only people this year. Oh wow, wow. Well, you yeah. pay so much for it. The exclusivity is mm -hmm. kind of a good thing. Yeah. So Derek, Please. there's a, there's a, something cool showing up this year that you're kind of stoked about. Uh, which one? The there are a number of things. Are you Doctor talking about this one? Doctor yeah. Who. So, yes, there's a big <laughs> the Doctor Who panel again. The other time machine. Again, the other time which, which I'm, I'm supporting tonight. Yes. yes. Yeah. Is that even on the camera? Yeah. Okay. There you go. Um, but yeah, with, with Jodie Whittaker, the new Doctor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yay. Which is very interesting. Mm -hmm. So that's good news. Yeah. And this is probably... Let's just, we're going to cover this very briefly because this is yeah. maybe, that was good news. There's a little bit of bad news here. We don't like to dwell on bad news. Right. But so. could, could, could you guys, what is it, what's the bad news? The bad news is um, Chris Hardwick was going to be hosting, and with the allegations against him, he's no longer hosting mm -hmm. these, a number of panels at Comic Con that he would have been hosting otherwise. Right. Um, Though this could be a great opportunity for some new host to come up and host yeah, the panels. That's very true. That would never get that opportunity when someone that famous is there and available. So yeah. I'm hoping that will bring. Because he usually to the hosts forefront. like 12 panels, yeah. all the giant yeah. panels he hosts. Uh, and a lot of people on Twitter are suggesting various different people as well. It'd be great, maybe, you know, since it's a female doctor, why not have a female moderator? Mm -hmm. Also, mm -hmm. um, you know, give representation to people of color as well so we can get like. All kinds of people, options that are available. Yvette Nicole Brown. Yvette Nicole Brown. Right? Yes. Oh, she'd be great. I love for her. Oh my gosh. And by the way, just so everybody knows, we are not necessarily. We're not taking this side, that side. We we know that these are serious allegations, and 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 we don't. That's not what we're talking about right now. We're just talking about how it affects the con itself. Yes. So and just as a bad representation of the community, that's unfortunate because it's. Someone we all know, and you know, as a representation of like nerddom, and so it's just. Mm. And we wish her well. We really do wish mm -hmm. her well. So, all right. So, do you guys know who John Bernthal is? He who mm -hmm. Walking Dead fans. You remember Shane? Oh yeah. oh yeah. Did you hear the ah. news? He's coming back to the Walking Dead panel this year. Ah. Interesting. Mm. And I, no, it's there's speculation about what that means. But this mm. is perhaps Rick Andrew Lincoln's farewell swan song year because this is his final year on the show. Mm. Maggie as well. Lauren Conrad. Laura, Lauren Cohen. Lauren Cohen. Who's Lauren Conrad? Mm -hmm. Oh, she's Wasn't from the she Hills. That MTV yeah. show. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Their names are so close. That's it. <laughs> anyway, so it's kind of cool. So anyway, that John Bernthal's there, but while he's there, uh, speculation is that he's also going to be in the um, the Punisher panel, which is kind of cool. That's exciting. Because we did hear that Netflix is bringing Iron Fist for sure. So Punisher, it looks like it's going to be there. So who? So hopefully, you know, it's going to be one of those years where we get to see a lot of cool stuff. Because Jessica Jones, have you guys seen the the Oh yeah, season two. Yeah, I don't think they're filming season three yet. But um, Luke Cage is just—they just dropped just season dropped. two, mm -hmm. right? So maybe they won't be. We'll, we'll see. We'll see who's going to be here. There. What else we got coming? Let's see, Mr. Mercedes. Mr. Mercedes. Offsite with an escape room and a VR experience, which you can sign up for online. Yep. Um, let's see, Better Call Saul, red carpet premiere. I'm super stoked about yeah. this. It's one of my favorite shows. And and you were talking about like you were super excited that uh, Better Call Saul is going to be here this year. Yeah. I've got to watch it. <laughs> yeah. You sound so, so excited over there. Yeah. So more excitement. He's like, uh -huh. Incredibles too. But anyways. Well, uh, you know, I hope it's there. You know, it'll be great. It's all alone. No, but got, I love, did I you love, say he's in Incredibles too? Yeah. He is, yeah. Yeah. He's, I, the, I could only picture And the character Saul. looks like Bob Odenkirk. It's a brother, yeah. right? Yeah. I think Mike okay. should host the Walking Dead panel. Like, I got a question for you. Uh, <laughs> So why'd you do the show? Like, he's on AMC, so I mean, he's the perfect oh. candidate <laughs> yeah. to be uh -huh. the host. I love of that idea. So Brad had to let me know that The Hills is coming back, so we were on point to bring it up tonight. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
But anyways, if you want to attend the red mm-hmm. carpet premiere, hashtag Better Call Saul sweeps and tag two of your friends. And Ooh, the three tag of me. Oh. So tag me and I will go mm-hmm. with you. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Anyways. Um, uh, let's see. An Impractical Jokers block party at Petco Park. This is yes. the third year in a yeah, row for that. Yeah, they've had a presence there the last couple of years. And they take over the whole um, park for yeah. Saturday, which is uh, going to be kind of It's a big cool. space. It's a giant space, yeah. yeah. It is. A Conan house on 4th Street. This is the first. Conan is back. He's going to be at the Spreckles. Is it Spreckles? Sprinkles? What's the name of that theater they have there in town? Ooh. Sp- I think it's the Spreckles Theater. They already have the sign up. Mm-hmm. Conan's there. Oh, that sounds right. Tickets. Like Did tickets go on sale? Or I'll you, you reserve now. tickets if you can find. I think the tickets were this week, but they may be I know they go quick, week. so They go within get a on second. Yes. But get on the waiting list because they always yeah. put some on the waiting list. But for first time ever, he's having an off-site. A, the Conan house. The only way we know this is because it's on the side of a bus that says it's advertising yes, Conan. Theater. And then on 4th Street, the Conan House. Nobody knows what it is yet, so it's going to be kind of cool. Interesting. All right. And Ace Parking is still open, and there are still hotels available. Wait, wait, wait. I was to, who was I talking Was I talking to you? Yes. To you? About the hotels right prior. Oh, so, well, first of all, parking. Almost everything's open except for the Convention Center and base, bay for, uh, Hilton Bayfront, which is hmm. probably for the best, because those are going to be hard to get to now that they've yeah. the whole road's closed. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. Carrie, what else can they do? There is parking, but really far. <laughs> you got to walk. If you're willing to hoof it, walk you can find like your Like a 10, piece. 15 minute walk? I mean, well, I'm a fast walker. I mean, if Comic-Con is your annual pilgrimage anyway, yeah. there you go. you're probably willing to walk, yeah. right? This is true. You Get those good comfy shoes and mm-hmm. be ready to walk a lot. But speaking of hotels, and this is kind of cool, but kind of frustrating. Oh my gosh, so frustrating. So frustrating. We got a downtown hotel, but it is a mi- 1.2 miles away. But for anyone who wants hotels, right now, if you go on the, the, the as of last night, on the website, there are downtown hotels mm. basically across the street. Marriott Marquis um, has rooms. Of course. Did they seem like their prices were spiked, though? There are certain nights the, that are. Not every hotel not has every night. There's one hotel that, one of the hotels mm. right next to it is 900 bucks a night. So that's not a good price. But mm. Marriott Marquis is around like 289 mm. The The Courtyard Gas Lamp, which is 0.3 miles, it's like half a block up yeah. it has almost all nights I think and it's like around 200 205 something like that Which per sadly night. most okay, hotels that's, that's almost that's normal. normal so that's during ca- Comic Con and close that's, that's not kind bad. of on the lower side yeah. for some of those cl- but mm-hmm. I was surprised when I went on so if you don't have a hotel yet there are hotels available mm. still. Do they have a limit of how many roommates you can split up in one? Probably. Officially, Probably. four. four. Officially, yes. four. <laughs> and we want yes. four. A four. Wink, wink. <laughs> So, anyways, I thought, one, you could, yeah, just cram it. And don't bring room. a blow up mattress, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> or sleeping pads. Oh, by the way, or and, sleeping bags. And always, re- and huh. we don't yet know what the Hall H procedures are going to be. Mm. Last year, they had the bracelets which they gave out at nighttime. They had the bad occurrence, and Katie was one of the people that got caught up in that. Where um, Katie Kawamoto, she was going to come on the show before we, before Comic Con gets here to talk about it, but. Um, so she got badges this year, and so she got frontline passes to Hall H because somebody wow. took the the bracelets and made 500 counterfeit copies of it. Oh, yeah. Why? Why would someone do that? That's horrible. Them. There Sold are horrible them. Oh. And so the 500 people who did wait all night and they got their badges, oh. but they came back, were not allowed to go into the, the Hall H that day. So it was it was a big mess up. 
So we don't yet know what's going to happen this year. There, we suspect there's some kind of change is going to happen yeah. for the Hall But and the Comic Con, the Comic Con people, the powers that be, did take care of those people who lost that position. Oh, really? And that's, that's, that's why good. Katie. They really the, took care. Of, the the director of Comic Con came down and mm-hmm. sat with everybody. Said, "Listen, we are so sorry. This is what we're going to do." They got him in. They said, "I mean, they got passes for this yeah. year, yeah. which is pretty spectacular." Yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. help they the fact that they wanted to get in and see the Warner but Brothers panel bad. last yeah. year. But and that's and of course like the the, the conventions the, the people running the convention it wasn't their fault that someone else counterfeited those no. yeah. they no. do try and put a lot of things do, in place to prevent that yeah do they but, have any sort of official uniform of the people that are selling the badges that you would know I don't know okay I don't know because like that would be an easy implementation of them to do of Comic Con to do of like all right who's ever who only person who'd be selling you a badge is a very official yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. whatever and the way it's been working is like you go have you been there when they give or giving out the badges at night and they're not selling them they're actually giving them out for free oh, and, all those poor people yeah and, and mm-hmm. like and they give them out like around 11 or 12 yeah. at night and as long as you get that badge so I have a yeah. feeling they You're might the wristbands Oh, right. I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. The wristbands. Yeah. The yes. wristbands. That's what, yeah, yeah, so I've gotten those before when you right. camp out. Yeah. Yeah, so I, maybe they'll just make a, a super hard to counterfeit wristband. Maybe. For it's, it's unfortunate. Like, yeah, it's, like almost just as waste. Things, yeah. it's almost just as wasteful, but the uh, fabric ones. Yeah. I've seen those at one uh, conventions where it's more mm-hmm. of a fabric material that'd be a lot harder to duplicate yeah. than just the like, paper. Yeah. So, so we'll see what they do. We should move on, though? Yes. Okay, and um, well, well, two, two things. Jim. There's, there's like Don't 50 think. trolleys that are wrapped with That's all That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to ask you about the next point. Say it. Trolleys. Trolleys. <laughs> trolleys. What do you mean wrapped? Well, you know, have you... Um, the advertisement. The advertisements. I love the way that the trolleys are all wrapped with mm-hmm. so many different mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. And um, they they were, at first, everybody thought they were going to have like 10 of them and then it went for 20. They have like 50 different trolleys wrapped with Ooh. 50 different IPs cool. from That's all the different cool. studios and TV. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Central. I yeah. love it. I love it. And then um, I just saw the trip before um, the Peanuts Gallery, Snoopy and Charlie Brown, and them. They're having another pop up gallery this year, and Aww. I'm so that That's just great. that just warms my heart. Aww. Warms my heart. Uh, All right, should we talk about Peppermint Patty's my gal? I love her. <laughs> Sadly, I think her and Marcy might have a thing, but you know. Should we talk about the movies that are going to be at Comic-Con? Yeah, let's talk yeah. about the movies. Yeah. This is pretty cool. Let's just go ahead and start right off the top. Yeah. What's not going to be there, Derek? Um, let's see. Well, we know... Well, I know this isn't a movie. We know HBO is not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Oh, we didn't, we didn't talk we, about we didn't that, talk did we? We didn't talk about that, but we know that HBO is not having a presence. Well, Game of Thrones is not coming back for another year. Um, and the thing that's strange about that is because mm-hmm. of the production cycle, next year will they be able to... Will we have... I don't know. How is that... Does anybody know? I can't remember the timing, actually, now. But we... So we know that HBO is not going to be there. Who else is not going to be there? Westworld. Um, oh, right, HBO. Because well, yes, Westworld is there. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, Mo- not Marvel. That's the big one. And mm-hmm. we've been, we talked about that a few weeks back. It's big that Mar- Marvel's not going to be there for Hall H. Yeah. But, but what, are they, what would they talk about? They can't, they can't they, say anything. There's nothing, yeah. except for I, I hear that they I, are. I always thought mm-hmm. they were going to reveal the Avengers title during. The I did too. I thought yeah. that's that what that it was going to be. They're not, they're not having a Hall H. Although they are having a 10-year anniversary Ballroom 20 presentation. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what that is. Okay. And and the cover of the book, the, the, the guidebook this year, is Marvel's 10-year anniversary with all the Marvel wow. characters. And awesome. all the banners and all the light posts all around town, Marvel 10-year anniversary. Wow. It makes wow. me think they're... We might there be some surprise. Thing yeah. 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 I think so. Even if it's just Faye coming out and saying, like, hey, guys... Did you see Infinity War? 
Wasn't that great? And everyone's just like, yeah. And that's it. And that's the panel. <laughs> <laughs> totally Maybe they'll crash another panel. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, what's up? That, Wait, that'd be fun. What if they did tag on to the end of the 10 year anniversary? And now, the official title is Infinity War Part 2. Oh. <laughs> what if Kevin Feige shows up and says Comic Con is too crowded and snaps his fingers? Oh, yes. yeah. If I'm, if I'm left there, I'm happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, who, t- oh. Oh. So who is going to be there? Sony is bringing Venom. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which looks really interesting. Yes. Have you guys seen the trailer for that? Yeah. yeah. It's wild. It's, it's on really our cool website animation. if you want to watch <laughs> yeah. it. You know what's kind of weird, though? I was at the movie theater the other day, and they had a trailer for Venom, and I could have sworn it was the trailer for Upgrade, because it, it the looks actors like, look yeah. similar, oh, yeah, and that even guy. the shot looked kind of it's kind similar. of a similar idea, yeah. a guy look, getting yeah. taken over by some other yeah. entity. It's, that, it's yeah. Tom Hardy and Logan... Oh, what's that? Oh, Tony, I was like, we talked about it on uh, horror movies. Logan Marshall Green. Logan Marshall Green, yes. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, voice. (laughs) You are welcome. Disappointing, he doesn't have Bane voice, though. He doesn't have who, Tony? I'll get you, Spider Man. (laughs) No, please, no. And so maybe, maybe Slender Man? What were you? Okay, but yeah, maybe Slender Man. The the rumors that they might be bringing the Slender Man, because Slender Man's supposed to be coming out this fall. You were telling us a a creepy story. Just just the fact that the documentary Slender Man that, Mm -hmm. that happened a couple years ago, that that uh, attempted murder unfortunately took place in my hometown mm. so Slender Man is still kind of a touchy subject you mean the girls yeah Yikes. oh my gosh wow. so yeah. two of them are in jail thank they're, god they're, not in, they're not, actually I don't think they're in jail they're in they're in therapy they, they're mm. they're okay. under the care I, I don't quite remember because like I, just, I almost don't want to know and okay. since I'm out here but I found this on the web for what <laughs> We're not talking to you, Siri. <laughs> That's not weird at all. Oh is listening. So I think I, le- I, think right? I leaned it's on my phone. AI but, intelligence. No, but I think number. hopefully she, the girl survived, and the other two the girls goodness. are getting the help that they need. So, that's, and okay. rightly yeah. so, because that's. That was, and for those of you who don't know, it's a really creepy story about two girls who became obsessed with the Slender Man yeah. um, phenomenon online, and it's, sadly they took a friend of theirs out to the woods and stabbed her about twenty-one times trying to kill her to satisfy Slender Man. She yeah. survived. Yep. Thank God she survived, and the girls did get in a lot of trouble. But and they did. But yeah, hopefully because of their age, hopefully they're getting help instead of just being sentenced to jail. I I, I became obsessed with the Slender Man hold the whole story and then that story I saw that I was watching yeah. that story that was the night I was watching the story then all of a sudden my TV turned off my everything turned off and I couldn't finish Ooh. watching it. I never saw the end of it because I couldn't get it all to turn back on I just said I'm going to bed hmm. and then this joker did a scare gym video where he snuck oh, in to no. my room in the middle of the night with Slender Man oh, no. dressed up it, and I was it, like it's no. very easy to, you just put on a black suit and then you take a white shirt and just stretch it over your face, and you look just like Slenderman to somebody <laughs> just waking up. Now you're just giving bad ideas. And where can you find where, where can you find that video? It's if you look up Scare Jim Slenderman or something like that on YouTube. I can post it on the chat Is, feature. Yeah, you should you do all that. Enjoy. Okay, that's but, fantastic. Yeah. So that's 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 Sony. But what we think they'll have? Yeah. Um. Um. Did it, uh, Carrie. Yes. Mm-hmm. You were talking about 20th Century Fox. What? What did? Yes. Yeah, so where that one go? Oh, so, 20th sorry. Century Fox. We got Predator. Which is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. New Predator stuff. But it's The Predator. It's written down as, yeah. Oh, the Predator. Yeah. I, which is, it was a Predator. Shane's Black, yeah. Shane Black. Yeah. Shane's Black, yeah. Shane, Shane Sorry, Black's... I said that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong. I like but, how reboots, the shorthand is put the in front of But we were talking yeah. a little bit, and it might, I don't know if it was you, but like um, the movies that they may not be bringing, but that they should be bringing. Uh, oh, there we go. Oh, I'm so this sorry. one's even more annoying. I know. 
Uh, anyway, sorry, I'll let you all know because one, probably no Marvel films, but they should. Uh, and then also, no, probably no Battle Angel Alita, which sucks. I know. But they have like. I, That's been taking forever to be a movie. I don't get it. Like, they, they I read should that give us. A... novel like way back when, and it's like, oh, they're going to make a movie. Cool. Uh, when? I'm still waiting. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, yeah. they have Dark Phoenix in the can. Yeah. And I, so something must and be wrong. And there was wrong. a trailer yeah. for Alita as well, mm-hmm. and it yep. was. Interesting. Yeah. But it's weird that they push pause. Yeah. Derek, Warner Brothers. Uh, Well, I believe these are all confirmed. Shazam, Wonder Woman 1984, and Aquaman. Aquaman is like, absolutely is going to be the king of their presentation. We've Mm -hmm. been waiting and waiting to see a trailer for Aquaman, and I'm hoping that we actually get one. Oh, yeah. They confirmed. They're dropping dropping the trailer for Aquaman. Which I'm excited to see, you know, James Mm -hmm. Wan's stuff. I am too. Something, you know, not Zack Snyder. Fingers Mm -hmm. across. Everybody, please, let this be good. do something cool for Aquaman since they're right by the water. Figure out something. (gasps) Right? That'd be really cool. Jason Momoa. How close is SeaWorld? SeaWorld's there. Yeah. And you don't can't use the killer whales, or but only if Aquaman liberates them all. Right, yeah. like air. You know, there's like those water screens that Disney makes. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. like a Jason Momoa coming through the water. That'd be great. Wouldn't it be cool? Just a giant face, like hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey You're like dude. all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, but Wonder Woman. Which year? Wonder, yeah, Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah. And why, yeah. why is that a special year for you? Uh, well, I've always been a big fan of George Orwell and. That's also, for- that's the year I was born. Okay, oh. there you yeah. go. But did you? We were talking I'm not, beforehand. I'm not the only one here. Yeah. No, I was born in '84. Yeah, '83. What was the uh, question that you, we had right before we started? It's okay, Steve. Why did Wonder? <laughs> did you guys notice Chris Pine is yeah, Chris in? Yes. in that trailer or something? Or no, not, we don't have a trailer. He's just like in a shot. Yes, yeah, so they released still. an image. Yeah, that was the like image. the '80s. Yeah, but what was the reason for that? Do you guys know? Well, we were, we were talking about beforehand that it's, it's his child, but it's like, wait, you look exactly <laughs> like him. You even got the same. Because there are actors that look similar enough, and that's probably what they should have done. His child who was yeah, born in 1917 cool. and looks like that in 1984. Yeah. Right? You know? Grandchild. And even then, you look just yeah. like him. They could him. do the reversal thing with the Star Trek. He could be the same. Oh, that's uh, a great idea. See, that would have oh been a gosh. great... Chris Hemsworth yeah. plays Steve Trevor's son. Or it could be exactly. like a dream or vision. That's, yeah, I'm hoping that or clone. It might be. But for those who don't know, the 1970s version of the TV version of Wonder Woman, they did the, the exact thing yeah. where it was in the war first mm-hmm. season and then came back yeah. to modern day. And there he is, Steve. What's his name? Steve Trevor? It's like, Trevor? yeah, Steve Trevor, yes. Jr. his son. <laughs> Steve Jr. That was great. That was great. I'm named after my grandfather. That'll right. be like the scene that comes <laughs> Just one line of dialogue and yeah. it's fixed. Oh, look, there's Aquaman jumping a shark. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that has to happen. Oh, but hey, Cheese Man, what about Paramount? What, is Par- what do we think Paramount's oh. bringing? A little. Bumblebee, little Transformers. Yeah, yes. yeah. Right And I, yeah. this, do you guys? This is or is not directed by Michael Bay. It's, it's no, not. it's not. It's the guy did Kubo. Kubo and the Kubo. Two Strings. It's oh, that's that right. Guy. So everybody, yeah. there's high hopes that oh, yeah. finally, finally, Bumblebee great. looks really good. And that Bumblebee is actually fun. a beetle. Yeah. Yes. What? A Volkswagen Beetle. He's a Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> like, that's like, like a correct vintage Beetle. I'm, I'm super excited for that. Yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like the tomato is a is a fruit type thing. You know, that's like okay. no. There, oh my gosh, that, no. Pet Cemetery could be there. Yeah, there's a okay. I hope they have mm. the old man kind of. It all got on that rock. I don't know what you're talking about. South Park loved the parody. And there, a couple other things. Better be in it. 
and there's also Top Gun too. Wait, what's Top Gun? Top Gun. Yeah, there's yeah. rumors. Which would be cool because they you know, filmed they a Top Gun bar or place down there. You know the film. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. You know the, the oh, scene. That, actually, the house w- that mm-hmm. the, her house was in Ozenside. I know that that's yeah. true. The house and the barbecue yeah. joint right there yeah. next to yeah. Yeah. Is where barbecue, they, yeah. which is really close to the convention center, oh, yeah. is where they filmed the sleazy bar scene. So that'd be cool mm-hmm. if Top Gun was there. And what else might be there? Overlord. Are you, are you guys familiar with Overlord? No. It's not ringing any bells in the room, is it? Yeah. As all by name, no. Wait, is that the J.J. Abrams? Is that J.J. Abrams? No, wait. No. I'm trying to... Well, I feel that title could be applied to too many different things. I'm like, that's a little too vague. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I played that Novel game. I'm, I'm trying to think. I wonder if I, if I right. could see... Now, Carrie. Yes. Trailer or something. So, like Universal is bringing... There we are. Okay. Ah, Universal, you're really excited. I, I'm so excited for this. Tell, mm. tell everybody why. All right. So, a couple people in this panel might be excited because Halloween... Yes. And also, I'm excited because I've seen the trailer, How to Train Your Dragon Yay. 3. Yep. And uh, we got Unbreakable, sequel for oh, Glass. I'm excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Yeah. Or sequel, Unbreakable se- sequel, yeah. Glass. Yeah, sorry. Glass is the sequel. Sorry, yep. I wrote that and wrong. And then uh, Mortal Engines, which that looks pretty cool. That it potential, does. it's one of those like, <gasps> it could I want to awesome. like, yes. It could be, you know, the promise of awesome and then be disappointing. Yes. Mm. Um, so yeah, we'll but, see. But you know what? Just the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis and Halloween and Blumhouse uh, are coming yeah. to, I hope Hall yeah. H. Oh my gosh, it, that it's just like Hall H makes sense. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. it'll be yeah. Hall Halloween, Halloween that yeah. day. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that is <laughs> the con- we did get confirmation that Universal that's going to be the the thrust of what their um, <laughs> thrust get it get it uh-huh. of what yeah. their presentation will be. So I'm really excited about that. See, if we're not careful, we're going to run out of time. I know we're, we're <laughs> going to say yeah. we're out of time. Maybe we should uh, talk our entire life. Is out any of other time. movies? Any other movies that no, you guys are, have heard? I have a movie I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so no. let's do it. We have finished, completed our Comic-Con talk, and we are moving into another summer yes. movie discussion, which is one of my all-time favorite films, the trilogy of yeah. Back to the Future. Thank you for coming sure. out today. For those of us old enough to have seen it in the theater, that because was me. to see it in the theater, you had to be born before 1984. <laughs> yes, Derek. Yeah. Or travel oh, back to before. Oh, oh no. There goes my chances. (laughs) No, we were old enough to actually see it and remember it in the theater. So we have a really cool um, documentary coming out called Out of Time. And let's take a look at the trailer and then we will talk about it. So, Tony, if you've got that trailer to run for us, let's go ahead and take a look. And and we see the uh, DeLorean rolling out. This is a scene from the film. No, this is the trailer. It had oh. been sitting out in the rain for years. This is the and yeah, all these trailer, like, pieces started to fall yeah. off the car. That's said they just let it We're sit out. Would go yeah. out there it's, and so we see the, a memento. the car before it was Plus renovated. And the time look at, set, look at how trash that thing was. Of the time yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really sad what was happening to... Yeah, it was bad. Which, have we even said actually here yet what this documentary is about? The documentary is about the renovation of the DeLorean from the film. Yes. And there's Bob Gale. Of course, Bob Gale, the in, writer in yeah. the documentary. He was involved with the restoration. Or yes, at least giving his approval. Yeah, the restoration. It was this, a year-long restoration. That uh, something very unique about it is that it was spearheaded by fans. That's yeah. um, in order to do the restoration correctly, instead of letting a studio do it or a big company do it, Bob Gale brought in a group of the twelve biggest Back to the Future fans, who were also time machine experts in the world, to restore it. And so. You know, it was the the first time fans have led a restoration of this magnitude yeah. on like the most famous it's, movie car in the world. 
It's really it's quite amazing. fascinating. And many of these guys had already built their own replica DeLoreans. Yeah, that was actually kind of the benchmark Ooh. for being on the team. Uh, I know yeah. a lot of people have come up and they say, oh, I would have loved to have helped restore the time machine. It's my favorite movie car. Mm-hmm. Well, the benchmark is, have you ever built your own DeLorean time <laughs> machine? Because that was like yeah. the entry ticket to get on the team, to even be considered for it. So it was a very high bar. Yeah, it was. It was a very high bar. I didn't even pass that bar. I, I was good enough to make the documentary, but I was not even allowed to work on the car (laughs) because I'm not a prop guy. I'm a film guy, which tells you how, like, with standards that high, that tells you the attention to detail that was going Mm -hmm. into it and how important it was for them to actually get everything right. Yes. What was remarkable is when they were saying that this they were doing this after their 40 hour work week. Doing their own jobs. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And then coming That's to love. do this. That's yeah, love. it was. Yeah, it was a lot of volunteer work too. And we had people flying in from all over the world on the team because Joe Walzer, who led the restoration, he would call somebody up and say, "Hey, look, you know, uh, we need you to, to fly out to Los Angeles to work on this." From in, he didn't care if you were in Chicago, Milwaukee, or uh, we had a guy from Australia. He'd say, wow. "Buy a ticket. We need you this weekend." And if you bought a ticket and made it out, you'd be on the team. But if you know, if you were like, oh, man, I can't, I can't, you were gone. Wow. Yeah. Well, can, can you talk? Okay, so we have a picture up here of you. Look and, at that guy. Uh, look at this. This is there you and the, is. this is the car. Yes, and, my favorite picture of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that is the, the car that you see there. That is the screen used uh, DeLorean time machine. Now, there were several cars created for the film. For the first film, there were three, the A car, the B car, and the C car. The A car is the hero car. It's the the first one they built, the most detailed, and that's the one that that comes out of Doc Brown's truck. You know, it's it's the hero car. That's the one that you see there. That's the one that the team restored. Mm-hmm. The other cars, yeah, yeah. And then for stunts, they created a B car, which did the fire trail stunts. The B car is also one that got smashed at the end of part three, so okay. that car oh, no longer yeah. exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then for the interiors, because the time machine is so small, they had to cut a car in half to get all the close-ups of the flux capacitor of, mm-hmm. of the time circuit and stuff. And that was called the C-car, but because it was half a car, after production of Part 3, it just kind of fell apart and they threw it away. Now, they made several cars for the sequels, but of these three cars built for the first film, the A-car is the only one that still exists from the first movie and the only car that was used in all, the whole trilogy that still exists. And that's why this was like, when you think of the time machine, it's the A-car. And thankfully, Universal Studios still had it. Yeah. Okay. Now, um, Anthony, if you could go ahead and show the next picture, I think this. Is, okay. Well, actually, this is a picture. This is where we met you. Well, this yes. is where we met you, like the second, second or third time. time. I yeah. met him at WonderCon because you were on a panel. Yes, so I was at a WonderCon panel. Yes. And this is at the Gamble House, which is hey, Doc Luke, Brown's exterior. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, what you we, guys were there. Who you see there? Yeah, that's the Gamble House, which fans will know as Doc Brown's mansion, mm-hmm. and yes. they had an open house. And we set up shop right in front of his garage. So, like, the famous Doc Brown garage that he pokes his head out of. And the man you see on the left there in the sunglasses, that's Joe Walzer. He was the head of the restoration, the taskmaster, uh, always on task, sometimes insufferable, (laughs) as he will point out. But it's because of his dedication that the car got done to the exacting standards that fans around the world would have demanded. Yeah. Because Joe said from the first minute... If any fan walks up to the car and points out something that's wrong, you're all in trouble. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, th- and, and then the next picture here, th- this, if you can take yeah. us back to this moment and sure. how this came about. Well, that was 
after the team got the car. For those of you who are, are listening only, we're looking at a picture of the before when the car was in yeah. well, well, this, this serious disarray. This is technically frame. not the before. Oh, this yeah. this is early on in the restoration where once they got the car, the time machine it looked kind of like a stock DeLorean, but a lot of the time machine parts had been missing. So the first thing that the team did is they had to strip the car down to its tub, and that's what you see here. Mm-hmm. This is after the restoration team had taken literally everything off the car. The panels, the time circuits, the seats, down to the frame. And and this is the point in the restoration, maybe a couple weeks in, when you look at the car and everybody in the team says, Well, we're sure in it now. You know, we be- <laughs> now uh, we better do what we said and we gotta put this thing, restore everything and find a way to put it back together. All so right. this is where you really kind of panic. And then the next photo? Yeah, and that's the finished restored car. I took that or, uh, uh, we took that photo the night that they finished restoring the car it was like hmm. they finished restoring the car at three in the morning and universal picked it up at seven yeah so there was a good fo- a whole whopping four hours that we could take all these photos and uh and you know and, and, and wrap everything up and, and drink champagne yeah. yes and the but next- not near the car no right. <laughs> let's go ahead and finish out these photos here that- but okay. did you have peanut brittle no okay. no peanut brittle <sighs> and, and what is this that who, who are uh, these guys well, what you see here is a photo of uh, Bob Gale and the restoration team. Once the car was finished, Bob took the entire restoration team to Universal Studios where they had put the car uh, on display. And I have to admit, walking into Universal with Bob, as Bob's signing autographs for fans, yeah. making his way through the crowds and, and seeing the car, and, and like fans were there looking at the car and like, oh, these are the guys that restored it, and Bob Gale, who wrote and produced the films as well. And it was neat to see fans' reaction and that you know, we just feel like like fans yeah. and just really enjoy the car and see people enjoy it for the first time. Awesome! I, and I don't, I think that's all the photos that we have. So I would love to hear the story about like what condition was this car and why did it need to be restored? Why did they have it in pristine condition? I mean, I thought it was out there on the lot for everybody to see. Well, it was. Um, the time machine after filming had been completed, Universal put it on the back lot for fans to see and enjoy. And in fact, for several years in the nineties. There was a character actor, Doc Brown, who would drive the car around and he would get out and talk to fans and uh-huh. stuff. So if you ever went to Universal Studios Hollywood in the 90s, odds are like you if, saw? You, if, you, if you took a picture with the car. I don't know if car, I have a photo, but I know I went in the 90s yeah. and I do remember that <laughs> yeah. character. So it's entirely possible that the car you saw was the real oh. time machine. That's crazy. Yeah. You go no, back no. and look through photos. Yeah. <laughs> now, they did have a replica uh, at the same time. And so, you know, Joe can tell exactly which car it is from the photos, but... Yeah, odds are that was the real screen-used car, and it got a lot of use. And a movie prop is not a studio fan attraction. You know, these things, are they're fragile. A movie prop is meant to be used for a shot for a week and then not used anymore. It's glass and duct tape. And the car was used for about 25 years, and that takes a lot of wear and tear on a regular car, much it less... It probably would have been better off yeah. had it been shut up in a mine for seven <laughs> yeah, years it would have been. and yes. then dug out. Yeah. 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 And, and so, you know, the car was in, to put it nicely, less than ideal condition. But, you know, at the same time, Universal recognized that this was something that fans wanted to see. And so in the 80s, studios got rid of their props when their filming was done. Mm-hmm. But they held on to it. They kept it. And because of their forethought, that's why we still have it when many of the other cars and props in that time, are, they're just gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I questions? mean, you can't find one-eyed Willie's ship now. No, know? that got oh, destroyed. And, gone. like, the Orca, uh, you know, the boat from Jaws, that's gone, you know, and there's a lot of these things that would have been great that would be very valuable now, but they're just Spielberg gone. Spielberg used to say he'd go and just sit on the Orca, like, 
when he was like working on the lot, yeah. and then just one day it was gone. And it's like, well, what happened to it? And yeah, they like, trashed it. They just trashed it. Mm-hmm. That's awful. I, well, I remember one time going to a sci-fi traveling thing, and all they had left of Jabba the Hut from Jedi was his eyes, because <laughs> everything else had, yeah. deco- had just deteriorated. It's still pretty yeah. cool, though. Yeah, That's but it's just like these two eyes creepy. with no face yeah. just staring. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, see, nowadays studios, as soon as a film is done, mm-hmm. everything gets inventoried, cataloged, preserved, mm-hmm. put away. It's an entirely different method. But yeah, like in the '80s and before, like film was done, the the film was the product. The props were just they were thrown out. So, well, because so, yeah, now I wonder when like. When were some of the first auctions of people wanting movie prop memorabilia to the extent it is today? I know. Because that's yeah. such a thing now. Everybody wants, like, oh, I can have a piece of the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think that really came to life with the internet, you know, late 90s, yeah. early 2000s, when fans who were kids in the 80s started getting money. Yeah. Like, I want to own these props. And so they started buying them and acquiring mm-hmm. them, yeah. And we were watching this last night, and, like, I was blown away during the, the make of the, of the documentary about... The things that people were just taking. Yes. Like, yeah. for yeah. example. For, well, for many years, because the car was left outside at Universal, um, for people who don't have access to the studio, uh, it was pretty easy to get on the lot. Mm-hmm. And if you knew friends or knew somebody or knew how to get in, you could get on the lot and you had access to the car. Mm-hmm. And the car, a lot of times, was unlocked. And sometimes the keys were even kept in it. <laughs> and so fans who knew <clears throat> could sneak up there at night and if they wanted so, they could yeah. take something off and take it home. Now, mm. you know, sometimes they would find a part on the ground and they would take it home. Other times they were a little more intrusive and they would take stuff off the car. Uh, so, yeah, there were fans who wanted mementos. But at the same time, they didn't want these things to just fall apart. They wanted to take them home and preserve them and keep them. And so when the restoration came around, Bob Gale put a call out to say, hey, look, if you took a part off the car, please give it back. No harm, no foul. You know, we won't call you up, but we would really appreciate it. And sure enough, a lot of fans returned the parts that they had taken, including the original flux capacitor. Okay, that's the part that blows my mind. That's the part of that story. How did you get that out? Somebody stole the flux capacitor. We don't say stole. Somebody took it. They acquired it. Borrowed it. But borrowed the locomotive. Yeah, but again, what's great though is because this. You know, these people had taken these items and kept them inside, lovingly preserved. When they got came back to the restoration, they were in the best condition of anything that was on the car. Mm. And so, in a way, they actually ended up helping the restoration by preserving them indoors for all these years. So, yeah. how so the bring it? Was it brought back anonymously? Like, did they have a drop-off yeah. site? Or, you know, were they like, yeah, I took it? Or a I mix? don't think the specifics. I think a lot of the people who, who did have pieces were more than happy to own up to it okay. and to give them back. Because they're like, look, as long as Bob Gale's involved, as long as this is a restoration mm. that would be done with the love and care that we want, and the car will be done right, we're, we're more than happy to give it back. Because the most important thing that fans wanted was to make sure that this was taken care of and preserved. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as Back to the Future fans, that's what we all want. And so they were honored and happy to, to contribute to get the car back to what it should have been. Yeah, and Aww. that's such a great thing to hear about. We've yeah. talked about toxic yeah. fandoms before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And how, you know, sometimes people, because in their mind they're fighting for something they love, they end up being really mean about it. Correct. And in this case, like, it could have been a toxic fandom, people taking things, but in the end, they owned up to it. And, it, and we... It, it's just a great story of people coming together to help preserve and restore something yeah. that we all have loved And I for loved so your long. take on it that the, the fans were the real heroes. They were. Mm-hmm. And they preserved everything that you 
guys needed. Absolutely. The, yeah. the whole point of the movie was to show that it's this celebration of fandom. Mm-hmm. Back to the Future, and Bob says this all the time, they really are the best of movie fandom. And to show fans working together either on the team or fans returning things or even actually fans who supported our Kickstarter. You know, from around the world, they wanted to feel like they were a part. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea of the movie was that I knew that this process would be something that fans would want to see to make sure that it was done correctly, mm-hmm. to make sure it was done to the standards. And so the film gave fans a peek into that window and it allowed them to be there for the restoration uh, and to feel like a part of it. And that's what fandom is about. Can I ask you, how did you become the guy <laughs> that was lucky enough to document the restoration of the car? I wouldn't say lucky, no. But, um, <laughs> Uh, actually, I am good friends with Joe Walzer, who was the head of the restoration. Joe, in the Back to the Future community, is he's a very he's an iconic guy. Um, if you were around in 2010 and 2015, Joe is the one who co-chaired the We're Going Back fan events here in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. and those were like the five day massive Back to the Future events, like the Puente Hills Mall, the one at the mall. I yeah, remember that. They, they, Joe had them rebuild the sign yeah. and put it out there, and redid the car chase in the mall, and uh, actually. My film premiere was at the uh, the Hollywood Church where they had the Enchantment Under the Sea dance, yeah. and they recreated the dance. Joe Joe was in charge of all those events. He put them on. I remember so, the tickets on sale for that yeah. event. That was cool. It was cool to see on the on the DVD uh, the, the the movie we watched last night. The special extras that yeah. you guys went back to that church. Yeah. for the premiere. Yeah, having the premiere of the church where you know they had the dance and the Earth Angel Aww. and everything. And like that's pretty cool. And the yeah. stairwell, like where Marty says goodbye to his parents, is right there. Yeah. And everybody yeah. taking pictures. Oh, that's cool. But and, uh, and you said Joey Fatone and Joey Fatone. Joey Fatone for some random reason. I know. Joey Fatone is a fan. But I, I knew Joe, and Joe got the restoration. You know, I said, Joe, I, I would love to help out. Please let me help out. And he goes, great. Are you a mechanic? I said, no, I know nothing about cars. And he says, well, are you a prop guy? I said, no, I've, I've never built any movie props. And he goes, well, <laughs> you a DeLorean expert? Are you any of these things? I said, nope, I have no mechanical aptitude whatsoever. And so Joe just looks at me, and he says, well, what good are you? <laughs> and I said, I have a camera, and I can document this and make a film. He goes, perfect. That's your job. That's a you that's all of us in the room. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I don't know how to build a job. car or anything, no. but I do know a lot about the movie. Yeah. <laughs> now, when did you become a big fan personally? Personally, 85. Um, yep. I was 10 in 85, so I was just at that right age to to see the movie in the theater. And although, you know, a lot of the family stuff and the time travel and visiting your parents went over my head, but... Again, you know, that, that car came out, and you see it for the first mm-hmm. time, and then it travels through time, and then when it takes off at the end, it's just like, like yeah. I knew that was my favorite car of all time, even then, like at 10 years old. And so it's it's still surreal to me to even think about that. 30 years later, I made the documentary about it, and I got to work with a lot of the people who, who made the film. You know, I got to meet uh, Michael Chaffee, who was the DeLorean construction coordinator, the guy who designed Mr. Fusion. And I got to meet, you know, Bob Gale, and I got to meet Bob Zemeckis, and I got to meet a lot of these people who were involved. And so it was just like, and of course, I get to sit in the real car. Yeah. So it's very surreal for it to come full circle like that, and I am very appreciative, and I still pinch myself. Although my wife is officially sick of time machine stuff. <laughs> she's she's over it, but I still think it's cool. Now, what did uh, Zemeckis think of it? Oh, I, Zemeckis... To my knowledge, hasn't seen it, but I got to meet him because of the film. Okay. So I won't go that far. Yeah. But Bob Gale has seen it, and I know a lot of other uh, fans uh, have seen it. You know, like Ernie Klein is a fan, and he said very nice things about it. And Ernie Klein, of course, did Ready Player One. Yeah. Okay. And it turns out he's a fan of the film, and and you know that's neat. So. 
That's pretty cool. And that, the people that did the actual restoration, you said it's a team of like twelve people. Yeah. How were they? How did they know this was happening? Did word just got out in the the fan community, or? Well, yeah, there was knowledge that the they uh, that it was going to happen, and the fact that it was being restored wasn't secret. Like the process and. There wasn't a lot let out during the restoration, but you know when Joe was ready to assemble his his team of personal time machine Avengers, uh, yeah, he put the word out amongst the very small tight knit community of replica builders, mm-hmm. and you know from there, once Bob made it public that the restoration was happening, then it was just a tidal wave of people contacting Joe Daly about, I'd love to work on the car, I'd love to work on the car, and you know again, unless you had a very specific, very high skill set, it was no. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the electronics designer yeah. in, the, in the documentary, he had worked on the Mars rover for NASA. Correct, yeah. Ara, yeah, he is an actual rocket scientist. He designs, uh, he worked on the Mars rover. And when it came time to do the time machine, what's interesting is originally the real time circuits in the, in the car, they didn't work. Mm-hmm. It was all movie magic. There were no sound effects. The buttons didn't do anything, and, and it was all done in post-production. And so when Joe got this challenge, he says, you know what? We're going to make those work. Because yeah. he knew that if, if Spielberg or Bob Gale sat in the car, the first thing they do is start pushing Turn buttons. On, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I want them to work. So he hired Ara, who works at JPL, mm-hmm. to design and build an entire custom computer system that controls all the insides of the car. Mm. So that when you actually, if you were allowed to sit in the A car, you're not. But if you were allowed, you could turn on the time circuits and everything fires up, mm-hmm. all the sounds in the exact right order. You can punch in a date. And actually, it goes through the time travel event where the speedometer counts yeah. up. You know, the the SID, the lights behind light up, and, and the flux capacitor will have the blinding light, and then it powers all back down. All precisely movie accurate, and so mm-hmm. it actually works better than it did in the film. Oh. That's, That's cool. Uh, the time circuits turning on is probably the best sound effect mm-hmm. in movies behind an igniting lightsaber. Yeah. And then right in front of the Iron Man's repulsors turning on. <laughs> now, if needed, could it go 88 miles per hour? Uh... Maybe, <laughs> I know. maybe that's I mean, a, that's Delorean. It was never downhill. Great on gas, maybe, so, all right, yeah. All right. So well, pushed by a train. Yeah. yeah. So can we? Um, <laughs> and since we're coming towards the the, the end of the show, um, yes. the end of the the actual film, yeah, was a very happy ending. And it can was. you tell? And I don't want to ruin. I don't mind ruining okay. it. I mean, we saw some pictures. <laughs> no, for the end of the documentary, uh, Universal put the restored car at Universal Studios Hollywood in a big glass case and some fans who have seen it might remember and so I put this in my film I finished my film the car is restored it'll be here for all time da 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 a week later Universal calls and they said well we have to demolish the building the car's coming out so so much for my happy ending it looked great on film yeah, I know I'm, I'm like well there goes the ending of my film but thankfully uh the Peterson Automotive Museum in Los Angeles, and if you don't know, the Peterson is kind of the world-class premier car museum here in L.A. Yeah. They said, you know what, we'll take it. Mm-hmm. And so Universal, yeah. yeah. That's a happy ending. Yeah. And so great. Universal still owns the car, but it's on permanent loan to Universal, or to the Peterson. And it's on display seven days a week at the Peterson Museum. And now the doors are open. You can stick your head in. You can do the Marty pose with the glasses nice. like right next to it. Uh, you can get right up close. You can see all the detail. Just don't touch it. <laughs> Unless your name is Bob Gale. Yeah. I was watching. Or movie. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill got to sit in it. Did he really? Yeah. Of course he did. It's Mark Hamill. It's a really cool museum if you haven't had I a chance to I love the Peterson Museum. It's, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. Is it right by the Keaton Batmobile? Or at least it is. About, they, yeah. they have a Hollywood uh, wing, and it's right next to... Uh, 
uh, the Ferrari Spider from Magnum PI, mm. and they have a, a Bat, an '89 Batmobile. Uh, they have uh, yeah a variety of they have a screen used Christine there, so they have mm. some and very you, cool cars. And you Place of honor where it can yeah. be preserved, yeah. and protected, yeah. And yeah. for all time. And this is on the DVD. You can <laughs> see this in the special features on the DVD. Absolutely, right? yes. All of this content, the film, lots of bonus features, and actually Joe and I do an, a commentary about. You know the reality of the film and the reality of the restoration and just how hard they both were yeah. uh, on the film. Yeah. So, um, and I was uh, towards the end of the trailer, we saw that your documentary is actually on the 30th anniversary DVD Blu-rays. Part, part part of it. There's a little bit of confusion there. Yes. Um, in 2015, when I was doing the film, uh, Universal saw it and they said, "This is great." And don't tell anybody, but we're doing a 30th anniversary Blu-ray edition mm. for Back to the Future. Uh, we'd like to put part of your film on it. And of course, you know, Universal says they want a part of my film. I'm just like, absolutely. So I put together a 15-minute featurette, which is what they wanted for the bonus features. So it's a 15-minute short miniature version of my feature film. Well, that's pretty cool. And, and yeah. my film yeah. became part of the Back to the Future legacy. Oh, right. Yeah, like yeah. An, official, yeah. an official part. Yeah. That's so fantastic. I, yes. I tell people, like, I got to make an official Back to the Future film. So mm. that's a yeah. very small pool of people. And who where can, can we that. find it? Uh, you can find it on our website, uh, Out of Time Movie, spelled just like the license plate, O-U-T-A-T-I-M-E, outoftimemovie.com, and it's available on Blu-ray, DVD, streaming, you know, VOD, and uh, region-free, and we ship worldwide. And can you, real quick, before, you have something behind... I do. That You mean this? Yes, this is the yeah, coolest thing. This, yeah, this I'll show right there. Yep. Yes, this is, uh, for our Kickstarter, we offered... Very limited number of desktop displays that had pieces taken off the screen-used car during the restoration. Now, uh, these were pieces that were too broken to put back on the car, but Bob Gale gave a special permission to offer a limited number of shadow boxes with a COA that Bob signed. Uh, no, you can't have this one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, these were wildly popular. I know. I want one of those. Yeah, they're very, they're very, very, very hard to find That's now. That's very cool. Thank but you so much, mine. man. <laughs> and before we go, you guys may be noticing that this is Cheeseman's special uh, episode two car. Yeah. Episode two. Yeah. Episode two. Except, except there's no Mr. Fusion. No so Mr. Fusion. And that may or may not be yeah. Michael J. Fox's Somebody, signature. Yeah, I can write that right off. That's Michael J. Fox's mm. signature right there. Like, don't smudge it. And before we, before you go, we, I, we have to ask. So, this is straight from Brad. Oh, yeah. We, we have a fan. We have a fan. He's he mm -hmm. swear. Is he is he on there right now? Probably. Okay. He swears. He sent me the picture. Mm -hmm. Okay. It is a picture. Oh yeah. Of the. Is there a film? No. Okay. No. There's, can you put to rest this rumor? I, I can say this definitively. There will never be a part four as long as Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis have any say to it because I believe they own the character rights, the yeah. story rights, mm. and both of them together have said time and time again. That as long as they have any say, and they have a lot of say, there will never be a reboot or a part four. That that photo that went around online was just yep. totally a fake. Hmm. And now we all have to answer that question a thousand every more time. Every time, yeah, no. I'm de the answer is definitively, unquestionably, no. I think I think Zemeckis actually said, "Not while I'm alive." Correct, and yeah, the, yeah and Bob, Bob Gale has said the over same my thing. dead yeah. body. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they've said the same thing. So no. But you know what? We we have one of the greatest trilogies ever, the yeah. best summer movies ever. Even though yep. the third one came out, I think. It at, at Christmas time, right? Yep, eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. Which was was I think that's fantastic. the one I did see in the theater. All right. Yeah. So we do have to to wrap up. This has been a fantastic show. Thank you so much for joining yes. us this week. Yes. This has been yes. such, such a pleasure. Um, where can we find everybody? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Con Guy Derek. 
You can find me through the website, outoftimemovie.com. All right. You guys can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. You can find me on Instagram at L.A. Poet Photographer. You can find me on Twitter at J.T. Hummus. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter where? At cheese on couch and theconguy.com. That's right. And you can find me at conguy. Jim, Laura, I don't think, I, I don't know if I officially congratulated you here, but thank you. You did a feature film this last year, which I'm very excited. Thank you. You're very, you're very first producing credit for a feature film, right? Yes, that is correct. All right. That's a very cool thing. Please join us here every week. We're going to be here every weekend through Comic-Con, and then we might take a break for a week or two, and then start. <laughs> and then starting at a scare guy after that. But all your Comic-Con news will be right here. We're going to have a lot of cool guests coming up. Uh, please subscribe. Check us out. Give us good reviews on iTunes. And just, uh, we know it's up. you guys are up late, so just kind of download us and listen to us anytime you want. But anyways, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank all right. You. Four weeks of Comic-Con. Guys, we'll see Four you there. Weeks. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.